Hey, this is Brian with Mid-City Vineyard Church. Mid-City Vineyard is located in the heart of New Orleans, Louisiana. We worship on Saturday nights at 6 o'clock. And if you want to learn a little bit more about us, check us out on Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church, Instagram, at Mid-City Vineyard, and of course, online, midcityvineyard.org. As we near the end of the year here, uh, for those of you who have really been impacted by the ministry of Mid-City Vineyard. If you would like to donate here at the end of the year, we would invite you to do so at our website. You can give at midcityvineyard.org and just look for the donate button and all of those uh, donations are so greatly appreciated as we continue the ministry here in Mid-City. Hey, we're continuing our series in Advent this uh, past week. We spoke on peace and the way to peace. Actually, there really is no way to peace. Peace is the way. And so, we're going to look into the Gospels today about the Prince of Peace, Jesus the Christ, who comes to restore wholeness to all. Let's head on over to the podcast. Much peace to you. Traditionally, uh, during the four weeks of Advent leading up to Christmas, uh, the, the uh, topics and the, the, the uh, forward movements are towards hope and peace, joy and love. So imagine with me for a minute, if you would. Imagine wholeness. Wholeness. To your whole self. The, the fractures within you. Maybe the abused and the hurt places. The spaces of self-hate. And maybe even disgust that you have for or within yourself. Just can you imagine what wholeness and all of those deepest spaces and places would, would look like, would feel like. Imagine wholeness to all of your relationships, like all of your relationships. Wholeness to fractured friendships. Wholeness to abused or distorted family ties. Wholeness to spaces that may be filled with angst or hate or disregard. What about wholeness to your surroundings, wholeness to your environment? Imagine wholeness to our fractured planet, wholeness to the abused atmosphere, wholeness to the spaces filled with pollution and decay, wholeness in all of these spaces and places. What about wholeness? in your communion with God, in your connectedness with the divine. Wholeness to your heart, wholeness to the spaces that are even filled with doubt and concern and fear. Imagine a life actually lived whole. 
a life lived in wholeness. And what if, what if it was a work, a work of wholeness that actually began deep, deep within your soul, but over time as cultivated, began to work its way out, began to work its way through bone and blood and marrow and sweat and sinew and just was able to actually begin to manifest itself, wholeness and, and peace towards yourself, towards others, towards our world, towards God. And what if, what if imagining it was actually the first step towards it actually happening? Because the truth is, not much does happen in our lives apart from our imagination and, and moving in directions. I mean, to actually have a vision for something gives us something to attain to, something to move towards. The question would be, how, how is it possible? Because we look at, I mean, we know. We know what fractured relationships in our lives look like. I mean, we could probably go around the room right now and all name at least a minimum of one, but we could probably name a minimum of three fractured relationships. We probably all have those, those things about ourselves that, that every so often we're just kind of like, oh, I hate that about myself. Or whatever it might be. The only way this is really possible to find this wholeness, this, this peace, this, this, this space of completeness is through the divine. And then, in a way, it happened that God was born into human flesh. And when God was born into human flesh on the planet, the words that were spoken were, and now, Peace on earth. Luke chapter 2, verse 14. And I think that many of us perhaps are fairly familiar with this, even if you did not uh, grow up in church or a religious setting. It says that there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, and they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, don't be terrified. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be frightened. I'm bringing you good news that's going to bring great joy for all people. Okay, think about this. Don't be scared. There are a couple of really key phrases here. What keeps so many people in our society down these days? Fear. Fear of not being liked. Fear of not having enough. Fear of um, not being provided for. Fear of uh, something bad happening. Whatever it might be. And yet, it's interesting that the words do not be afraid are mentioned multiple times throughout the scriptures. But the angels say, don't be afraid. We have some good news for you. And this good news that we have is going to cause great joy for many people. What this says to me 
is that God, the divine, is not to be feared, and I mean fear in the sense of not to be afraid of, that there is great news that is supposed to be news of, that brings great joy to many people. The news of God is good news. The news of God is good news. And whenever you come across people who are preaching God in such a way that it doesn't sound very good, then they're not preaching the same thing that the angels were preaching. It says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and this Savior is the Messiah. This is going to be the sign. You'll find the baby wrapped in clothes, uh, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared, and the angel, or with the angel and praising God, they said, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those whom God loves. Which, by the way, is everyone. Peace on earth. God comes in the flesh. Emmanuel means God with us. And God comes in the flesh, moves into the neighborhood, just like we talked about last week. God moves into the neighborhood, lives among us, walks among us, breathes among us, works with us side by side, eats with us, shares life with us. And God in the flesh has come to restore shalom, peace, completeness, wholeness. Jesus himself embodies Peace, which is why Jesus is known as the Prince of Peace. Jesus brings about the peace. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 says, Chosen by God for this new life of love. Now here's what I want you to do. Dress yourself in the wardrobe that God picked out for you. So here are the clothes that God has picked out for you. Jay, and for you, Newman, and for you, Sean, and for you, Ryan, and for you, Melody, even for me, Brian. God has picked out this wardrobe, a wardrobe of compassion and kindness and humility, quiet strength, discipline. Uh, Paul goes on to say, look, I want you to be even-tempered. Be content with second place. Quick to forgive, in a sense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of uh, what else you put on, make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure, regardless of everything else, wear love. Put on love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Don't go without this. And now let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing kind of stuff. Cultivate thankfulness and let the word of Christ, let the, the message of Christ have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and, dis and, and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail of your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of Jesus, thanking God every step of the way. Paul says, here's the thing. I want you now to understand that you embody Christ, which means that you are a conduit of Christ's love and Christ's mercy and Christ's grace and Christ's peace. He says, clothe yourself with this stuff. So just like I went to the... the, the, the uh, coat rack before I walked out of the house and I said, ooh, which one? The, the hoodie uh, or, or, the, or, or this? And I said, oh, I'm going to put that one on today. And I, I put this, this jacket on 
So Paul says, listen, go over and pull off compassion and put it on and pull off peace and put it on and pull off love and put it on and pull off generosity and put it on. And when you put it on, realize that, that you are one with Christ and you are a conduit of peace and love and mercy and grace. I coach uh, basketball over at uh, the, uh, the school, up the street, uh, the public school that our kids go to. And this week, there happened to be an incident with our basketball team at another school's gym. And uh, long story short, what had to happen after is once our students, our basketball players got back to the gym the next day, the principal comes into the gym during practice and she asks, Everyone, please take a seat. So all of our basketball players take a seat. And she says, listen, uh, boys, girls, uh, I want to start by saying that uh, I received an email about some of our, the way we handled ourselves at an opponent's gym this past week. And it was very unbecoming of our school colors, of our school name. And she said, I'm not going to be too hard on you all because I know that all it's going to take is for me to say to you, that when you put on that uniform, you represent all of our values. You represent everything we stand for here. And what took place at the gym this past week did not represent our values. It did not represent who we are. And so make sure the next time you put on that uniform, you understand that you represent your school, you represent your coach, you represent me. She says, and I want you to represent well. And it's much like this whole kind of thing here. We are in Christ. We are called to be the people of peace. We're called to be the people of grace, the people of kindness, the people of goodness. But we can't really do that until we experience it ourselves, until we find that place where we recognize that Christ has shown mercy and shown grace and that Christ desires to fill us with more of his presence. And then we begin to cooperate living that out. Bono, from the band U2, uh, one of my favorite songs uh, that he wrote is called Peace on Earth. And one of the lyrics, he says, heaven on earth, we need it now. I'm sick of all this hanging around. I'm sick of the sorrow. I'm sick of the pain. He says, they say that what you mock will surely overtake you. And you become a monster so that the monster won't break you. So many times we become the very thing that we mock, we become the very thing that we don't want. Because of everything we talked about last week, the world is trying to give us lyrics to the tune in our heart. But those lyrics that the world is trying to give us go against the things of Christ. The tune or the lyrics that the world's trying to give us is that you, you don't settle ever for second, or you don't be content with second place but you always go for first. But Paul, in the, gospel, uh, in the, in the book of uh, uh, Colossians, says, 
Hey, look, be content for second place. It's okay. You don't have to claw and scratch and, 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 and manipulate and all these things to get ahead. Try your best? Of course. That's not, Paul's not saying lay down and, and just be like, ah, it's good enough. But you don't have to play the game that the world is calling you to play. The only way we really begin to experience wholeness, shalom, completeness, I would suggest, is when we desperately and deeply desire it to the place that we would rather lose the argument. We would rather miss out on whatever that next thing is in order to participate in peace as, as opposed to participating in the cycle of manipulation, in the cycle of violence, in the cycle of scratching eyes out to get our way and to get ahead. When we get so sick of the violence, when we get so sick of the game, that we're ready to surrender and submit to the peace of Christ all around us. And you see, when you do that, when I do that, when we submit to that, when we get so sick of playing the game, now Christ is able to begin to work in our hearts and our souls and our lives. For instance, I, I don't know how you guys handle conflict, but I, hit, I have a history, or I had, I've had a history of not handling conflict very well. But I finally reached a place in my life where I had written off so many people when I had conflict with them that I finally reached a place where it came down to what, whatever I do in this situation, I am not going to do what I have a history of doing. I am not going to wipe them out. I'm, I'm tired of doing it. I'm sick and tired of doing it. And I won't. And I don't. I, I don't write people off anymore. Now, does that mean that all of my conflicts are getting handled all the time? No, because it takes two. But what I am striving in my life through the grace of Christ is that when someone comes back around and says, hey, can we have that conversation? I want to be a person of peace. Who's like, yeah, and I still don't know if we're going to agree. I don't, I don't know if we're going we're gonna to get there. But I want to create a, a peaceful place and space where we can see what Christ might do. But it's because I'm sick of how I handled it for you and you and you and you. And until you're sick of manipulating your way into situations, until you're sick of repaying violence with violence, until you're sick of whatever it might be, yeah, until you're sick of it and you would rather surrender to the ways and the peace of Christ than those things, nothing's going to change because nothing changes if nothing changes. In this situation and in this, this, this place of peace even that we've talked about tonight, though, we're not just talking about the absence of conflict. I, 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 wanted, I wanted to go a little bit deeper for us, especially during this season of of Christmas as we think and we pray about this because it's not just the absence of conflict. It is about the, this idea of shalom. It's about whole being, um, well-being. It's about wholeness. It's a depth to it. There's a harmony to it. It's a 
Because in God's original creation, the idea was that you would feel at home in your own skin. One with yourself. One with others. One with God. One with creation. That everything in our lives is bound together by the love of God and that we would reflect the wholeness of God. And the truth is, we are either the arsonist or the firefighter. We're either the ones that are going around starting the fires or we're the ones going out through the grace of Christ putting them out. And working to find resolution and working to be those people of peace. Not those that continue to bring fractures to the situation, but how might we be those who mend? And I would suggest that we do it again by coming to our own end, allowing the seed that Christ has planted in us, the seed of peace, peace on earth, understand that, listen, it's available. That's the whole deal. That's the thing I love about this story when we look in the gospels. Peace on earth. Not there's going to be one day peace on earth. No. The angels are declaring, listen, to those who desire right now, even in the midst of the chaos, even in the midst of the turmoil, even in the midst of all the stuff being flung up and hitting the fan and going all over the place, you, through Christ, can experience something deep in your soul, a peace that lasts. And if you've ever experienced this in the midst of whatever's happened in your life, maybe, maybe something you know, maybe something tragic happened or maybe there was loss that you experienced or maybe there was a conflict that, and, and, and maybe uh, my own experiences in the many years ago, there was not peace. There was, there was high, 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 high anxiety. But the more I grow and the more I walk with Christ and the more I, I, I'm hopefully maturing with Christ, I find that even in the midst of that, sometimes now there's a deeper seated Christ is present. Christ is good. Christ is for me. Christ is with me. Christ is before me. Christ is behind me. Christ is beside me. And now, not only that, but with whatever that other side of that situation is, there is Christ to help me. During this season of Christmas, these, these couple of weeks, reflect on hope, as we reflect on peace, and next week as we talk about joy, and the week after as we reflect on love, what would it be for you this week to begin or to continue to nurture that peace, that shalom, that wholeness, that completeness? What would it look like in your life? Where, where are the places that maybe it's, maybe, that feeling, that nagging sense of being fed up, maybe that is the Holy Spirit saying, yes, finally, I've been waiting for you to be fed up. I've been waiting for you to be fed up. And now you're fed up with being anxious all the time about how you're going to afford this, or how you're going to get that, or how you're going to navigate this relationship. And since you're finally tired of it, may I now begin. Would you cooperate with me May we begin to create a space, a place, a peace that starts deep in, in your gut, in your soul. And we begin to cooperate and learn as we begin to live that out.
something to grow from this. It's the commitment. Are you disgusted enough to say that you'd rather cooperate with God than continue to participate in those patterns or retaliations? Are we to a place where we might be able to say, okay, peace on earth, Christ is a God of peace, and the Spirit of God fill me and help me to recognize, to, to recognize and to cooperate with. And then we have to practice. And there's, there's always that. There's always the part of, and this is where it comes down for me, I am not going to treat this person the way I treated this another. This is going to be an offense. You know what's hard about that is when they're just like the other person. They have character and sin. But at this point, it's not about them. It's about my heart and what Christ has done for me. Because they got to do their own business. But can I create a space and a place? I don't get it right all the time, for sure, but I'm sure like getting it right more often now than I used to. Getting older helps, wouldn't you say? But you know what? I'm also convinced that we don't really have to grow old to grow up. I think this is part of the growing up part. Learning how to cooperate with the divine. The divine working in us. So tonight, as we celebrate Advent, as we celebrate the coming of peace on earth, I'm going to invite you to stand and I have a prayer for us that we might that we will pray together. The litany of anticipation, the peace of Christ. And after we pray this together, then I'm going to pray for us, and then we will be about our business together, perhaps eating together, just doing what we do, ask God in his word. So I'm going to pray the part that is uh, not in bold, and I'm going to ask you if Together as a community of faith, that you would pray the bold words. Let me make this our prayer. God of steadfastness, steadfastness and encouragement, grant that we may live in harmony with one another. Grant that we may be filled with all joy and peace in believing. voice crying out in the wilderness, to the prophet telling of your coming, to the whisper of our loving creator, to the silence of anticipation, may you find in our hearts, may you find in our minds, may you find in our spirit and our community. May we live in the spirit of Christ, the spirit of counsel and might, whose presence is near to us. Lord, we do confess together and declare together that yours is a kingdom of peace. Lord, in a world that is intent on ripping itself apart, 
through violence and destruction. Lord, yours is the way of peace. And as I once heard it said, there is no way to peace. Peace is the way. So Lord, may we, as, as those who look to you, as those who have been filled with, with your Holy Spirit, may we look to you once again and be filled with your Spirit again. And not only that, but Lord, would we be quick to cooperate with you. Lord, would you give us what we need to, to reach that place of being tired of doing it our way? And may we experience this amazing gift of peace on earth, here and now, not waiting for it to come any longer, but knowing that when you became flesh and blood and when you, God, walked into the neighborhood, that you brought with you this reality. And so church, tonight as we go, may you be filled with the spirit of peace. May your eyes be opened your souls soften to those places in your life where maybe you buck up against the peace of Christ, but may you be quick tonight, tomorrow, and this week to recognize the work of Christ in your life, that you might be a conduit, a channel for the peace and the mercy, the grace, the generosity, the kindness of the divine. And so tonight as we go, May the Lord God bless you and keep you. May the Lord God be gracious to you and cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord fill you with peace. We pray all of these things tonight in the name of God, the creator of all things, in the name of Jesus, the cosmic Christ who was from the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. In the name of the Holy Spirit that breathes life into all of creation, that breathes life into your very and together, everyone said, Amen and Amen. amen.